Hey world, it's the real Rob Taylor here at Pomona Rocks, formed in 2018 and playing out of Ottawa in Canada's northeast. As we suffer, have been honing their skills in preparation to reach out to the world with their signature sound. Their new album, The Fallen Pillars, blends elements of punk and hardcore with death metal and trad metal and more for 11 tracks of non-stop rage and fury. The album is out now on Wormhole Death and the band's frontman Matt Coldwell joins me now to talk about it. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic, Rob. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, it's taken us a little while to uh, to get together. With, what with uh, time differences and stuff, you're you're over oh, yeah. in Ottawa, and I'm, I'm here in Manchester. But uh, we, but yeah, we made slight it. Difference. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, we did. <laughs> Absolutely cool. Okay, so um, just give me a little bit of background to the band, uh, how you got together, and uh, you know what your sort of um, experience of, uh, of of the metal scene in Canada is like, really. I suppose. Sure. Yeah. Um, so technically speaking. Uh, we formed as a cover band in 2016, but weren't known as As We Suffer until 2018. So officially we were As We Suffer in 2018, but before that, uh, we were doing covers of uh, stuff like Sublime, White Zombie, um, uh, AFI, and what have you. And it was a very different band back then, different members, um, except for the what are the two founding members who are left, Ryan Caldwell and myself. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then we, in 2018, we went, we decided that we were going to be doing um, our own material, start writing um, our own tracks. And we hired a, a drummer named Chris Nunn, and uh, who is very uh, sort of, prolific in the area for for like the punk and hardcore scene and we formed as we suffer um yeah the the metal scene in ottawa is uh thriving it's um it's not something that i really expected i was out of like the 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 live scene for a long time and when we got into it there there's an abundance of bands and there's a ton of talent here uh we played with like many 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 bands that are just absolutely phenomenal but yeah it's been good the ottawa metal scene is 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 awesome awesome and is that uh, i mean you mentioned ottawa specifically uh just before we started recording uh, you know was, um uh we we were talking about how uh, sort of um uh, uh, sort of uh, citizens of, of one country uh, mm, tend to yeah, have yeah. this this kind of shared experience, whether they realise it or not, and so and that can get, lead to a particular country having a particular sound. So so are there distinct sure. sounds uh, across uh, you know Canadian provinces, or or is there is it the, is there a Canadian sound? Does it how does it work? I don't think yeah I, I wouldn't say there's necessarily a Canadian sound, but there's definitely in pockets you'll get like a very specific sound. Ottawa very and surrounding areas um, and going all the way up to Montreal, Quebec, because that's only about two, two and a half hours away from us. Um, that scene is very, very heavy. It leans into the more death and and uh, and hardcore, right? Um, a lot of death and hardcore, not not as lot of, not a lot of um, uh, or at least not as much melody. Uh, a lot of the bands that really push forward have uh, very dirty vocals and yeah. Yeah, but then you branch out and you get more into the uh, greater TO area and you start getting a little bit more of the, um, maybe not necessarily power metal, but much more of the the clean singing. Okay, right. So, um, so it gets into more sort of, um, uh, I mean... You say it's not power metal, so it, more more sort of trad. It, it can be, but yeah, yeah, it can be a little bit more in the metalcore side, where right. you have the uh, a lot of uh, cleans on the chorus and everything like that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So tell us about the album then. Um, this is uh, this sure. it's, it's, it's had its worldwide release now, but you you crafted it earlier than that. Correct. Yeah. So so we we started recording it in uh, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't really do any sort of um, live promotion for it or anything like that. So we just did, sort of did a soft release of it in, in 2021. And, uh, and from there, it's just sort of more of a local thing. Um, so we, we, 
wanted to give it a, uh, a wider release eventually, and, and Wormhole Death uh, reached out to us and really liked the album. Um, we uh, So, The Fallen Pillars, the, the title of it, um, so it's a concept album of sorts, and the... So the concept behind it is um, a, a good friend of mine uh, named a dove. He he told me this this idea about uh, finding truth, and you find truth uh, within by or this is at least what he does is he would envision a pillar in front of him, and he'd envision himself with let's say something akin to a sledgehammer, and every single time he did a, let's say it's a belief. The pillar represents a belief. And every single time he has a counter thought, he hits it with the hammer. And if the hammer uh, cracks it enough times that it falls, then he knows that the pillar was not actually truth. Mm. It, it, so it becomes a false belief. And so the fallen pillars as a whole represents um, a lot of the false beliefs and and uh, uh, the pillars that have fallen in our society. Uh, and so these things don't hold up. And it's more of a, a from front to back, it's sort of, uh, if you're going to go like, let's say, with tarot, it's sort of the, the tale of the fool. And and he's, he's cocky, he's having fun, life's great. It's middle finger to the air, but he's having fun with it. And it's the the whole album from start to finish sort of chronicles the viewpoints that he's seeing but he's not diving too deep into it it's more surface value it's a bit more shallow in the thinking i see okay so um uh, I mean, this is interesting you mentioned it's a concept album because uh one of the things that i did notice about the album is its structure um and mm. how it does have a kind of coherent flow and something i was going to ask you but you've already answered the question um <laughs> was um is it really just a sort of collection of songs uh, as an album is you know an album is al mm. the word album just means a collection of works uh so is, uh, you know it's, i think it's completely justified to do that but what i do like is when bands um take the time to put together a coherent flow uh, and that's clearly mm -hmm. what you've done here and so um so could you talk us through from beginning to end or is that a bit of a big ask <laughs> no i can absolutely okay. absolutely i can sort of give you cole's notes version yeah, cool. of it yeah yeah um so and now i just gotta go through gotta go through each track in my head here so caustic um, paradigm is the first one i have yes the, uh, yeah caustic paradigm is the first and it, it's it's sort of like a tale of the the beginning is the end is the beginning so um caustic paradigm is sort of the end result of of a of an epiphany um so caustic paradigm is looking at the world and seeing it through the lens of look at how we absolutely devastate everything around us mm -hmm. um there's uh and i use imagery of um the tombstones uh, and I'm, and those are in reference to um, the the absolute genocide of the natives uh, in Canada, mm -hmm. and uh, that occurred many moons ago. And so they're like just be, and that that whole aspect is like the foundations in which we sort of build society, and and it's this character of the fool, um, perhaps becoming less foolish, and it is sort of the end of the tale. Um, as we go through the album, it, we start with the ending in a sense, even though the, of course, the fallen pillars at the end is, a is its own beast and it sort of takes it, the album out, yeah. um, story wise, it loops back to, to song one. So, okay. So it's a, it's a circular, uh, yeah. kind of, uh, yeah, circular kind of tale. Then you mentioned the fool again. Um, yes. Uh, is he a, a kind of um, a thread throughout uh, the entire album? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it, without um, really um, ever, I don't think I use the term in the album, but the idea behind it is the character who, the person basically speaking to the audience through the lyrics is the fool and and it's the throughout each track it's different ideas that are being put forward that are or if you will pillars 
that he is trying to break down. Right. Um, which culminates in the final song on the album. So in Malicious Compliance, um, and a, a term that I particularly like, um, the, the character, it sort of starts off, and this is why he's pissed. Yeah. So if, if you go through that track, and it's more um, raw and vulgar, well, it's not incredibly vulgar, but it's a little vulgar, um, and it's, it's a, um, a hard-hitting song. It's mm -hmm. very much on the hardcore metal vibe. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it basically, this is his anger coming out full force, um, absolutely middle finger, middle finger to the air, hating society and everything that it, um, sort of claims to be, but then you live life and you discover it's something very, very different. I see. Okay, cool. So, um, so, uh, as we sort of move through the album, we're going to listen to sure. a couple of tracks, but the first, well, in fact, both of those tracks are very close to the end. So uh, could you, can you just give us a sort of, uh, yeah, just give us a brief uh, um, overview of the story uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll listen to Concrete Fist. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is a little bit further down the, the way there. Um, sure. So uh, the next one I believe is an open letter. Yeah. Um, yep. And uh, open letter is the, um, so that one's a bit more on the political side, but not taking any particular side. It's more of a, uh, commentary on politics in general. Mm -hmm. And so the, this character, um, of the fool is going through and seeing, you know, the notion of the bleeding hearts. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and so he's, uh, trying to dismantle that that belief that he once held that he had to be a bleeding heart essentially right. Right. and so now he's casting judgment out on those who are and he's so he's breaking down that pillar uh -huh. and which moves on to fucking relentless am i correct yes that's right yeah yeah <laughs> and fucking relentless um the title um and i wrote that back in 20 2018 I believe. Right, right. And that was a reference to Pantera's fucking hostile. That was just sort of my little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I see. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Um, just, I grew up listening to them uh, back in the day. Um, mm -hmm. And it's more of on like just the, the punk side of things. Super, super fast paced, bit thrashy, bit punk, mm -hmm. um, like skate punk style. Yeah. Uh, and that one is, it, it's not so much a statement of, of anything in particular as it is him having fun hating, him having fun with his anger, right. him sort of dancing with it um, and, and feeling it, but not getting attached to it so much anymore. Right. And so this, this moves into sort of just, because it's very expletive ridden, it's very just fun, like the course just makes it's a almost a tad dancey. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So it, it's got <laughs> it has a very different vibe than than the malicious compliance kind of thing where it's just pure anger, pure yeah, vitriol. Yeah. I you know, middle fingers up. And but this one's sort of like, yeah, my middle fingers are up, but I'm dancing. <laughs> you know. So that yeah, so that's the next one. I think the next one is invade. It is invade the host, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so invade the host. It'd be good if I had my CD in front of me here. Um, so, <laughs> you so doing really invade, well. I mean, <laughs> this, this is, uh, yeah, not incredible. bad, not bad. <laughs> so, so there's also another part of the the album creation that I'll talk about after because we switched songs at one point and for uh -huh. a very specific reason. So, um, so invade the host, um, and a and brief story about that. So this is not. A religious song uh, mm -hmm. and I the reason I say that is because I've had someone say oh this is anti-religion because um, it, it you know invade the host as in mm. um, in the religious Christian yeah, sentiment yeah. Um, and it's not at all that it's more parasite right right and it's the character coming to terms with the fact that we as people and him included 
are the parasite that invades this earth. Mm -hmm. And, and so, and you know, there are several different viewpoints in it. There's, there's three verses in it. Um, verse one is from one side of the coin. Verse two is from the other side of the coin, sort of like the dichotomy in society. Yeah. And then the third verse is the God's eye view. Right, right. Uh, and, you know, references to puppeteering and, and whatnot in the third yeah. verse. Mm -hmm. I see. Scatter the Herd is next. Oh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> um, that's pure, pure punk uh, hardcore. I, I absolutely love that track. Um, <laughs> Scatter the Herd, um, it's a little bit on the nose. Um, the, the idea is merely now that he's, you know, sort of viewed himself in this way as the, as the parasite, mm -hmm. uh, and he's looking at how, at the, the whole of society as a herd. And this is the song that's basically like the gunshot, uh, into the air that prompts the scattering of the sheep or the roaches or the rat, however you want to look at it. Mm. Um, and sending everybody in a million different directions, basically breaking the crowd. Right. That's the idea behind that one. I see. High Tide is next. <laughs> High Tide is one of the most fun tracks to me on the album. It is ruthless. It is brutal and it is super fun. I use the uh, imagery of zombies and, um, and, uh, Basically, it's the the war uh, cycle. Um, uh, so the 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 villain hero cycle, the war. In, in a war, you have the heroes and you have the villains, and it's the cycling of that. So yeah. at one point, these people are the heroes. Next moment, mm. uh, the opposite are the heroes, and it just keeps cycling, and the zombies rise and continue <laughs> to that cycle endlessly. That's the idea behind High Tide. I see. Uh, so just to give um, our listeners uh, a little bit of perspective, this is that was track seven. We've got four more tracks. The the final one is The Fallen Pillars, which, as you said, takes us back to Caustic Paradigm at the top. Um, and yes. the, of the, th the next three, we're going to be playing two of them, and we're going to be playing them in the wrong order. So uh, just uh, <laughs> if you can... If you can tie them all together, and what we'll do is we'll just jump back to uh, to, to Concrete Fist in, in a second. So uh, The Great Leveler yeah. uh, is next. The Great Leveler um, uh, being the, the more ballady uh, of all the songs, it's still heavy and and um, and sort of uh, erupts into a, a, a speed punk at the end, but mm. it's it was actually inspired... Um, well, okay, first I should say, uh, this is the, um, basically death strikes close to home with this character. Right. Uh, and reality sets in. Uh -huh. And the, the notion of death, and so the fun, the fun takes a pause in this song. Right. It's a song of grief, and it was inspired by several people in my life, uh, passing away, mm. um, over the past, um, What's it? It's 2023 now. Uh, so in the past five years, uh, originally inspired by my my cousin Dave, mm -hmm. uh, Dave LeGrew, who passed away, um, I believe, uh, 2017 or 2018, and could have been earlier than that. But it anyway. Um, it's so hard to remember. It's like it, 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 it is. It's it's, it's <laughs> the last three years have have completely distorted my sense of time. Yeah. Um, but uh, the him his passing was so so big to me because he was the one who introduced me to so much of the music I listen to today. Mm -hmm. There was one Christmas where he, there's a, usually the cousins didn't all buy each other gifts. Yeah. I was about 14 or 15 at the time. Mm -hmm. And there's this giant box under the tree, like a shoe box. <laughs> and it was heavy. And, right. um, when it came time to open that, I opened it up and it was just, he worked for a magazine or owned one. I can't remember which, uh, but he definitely worked for one uh, called, I believe it's called Impact. Right. And he reviewed albums. Cool. And in it was like, uh, The More Things Change by Machine Head, uh, Science by Incubus, System of a Down's first album. Um, they're self, I believe it was self-titled. Um, 
and just a, a whole bunch of other ones. I'm, I'm, I can't remember everything yeah, right of off course, the top yeah, of my head, yeah. but it, it was such an inspiration to me. And when he passed away, it was, it, it, it really hit home, yeah. really hit home. And, and I, I started writing that song about him and it, it sort of continued, uh, uh, through, through that time. And my, my, my uncle Bob, who is my godfather, mm-hmm. who passed away during the pandemic and it was sort of a tribute to him as well. Just so, so just in terms of death and coming to terms with it and understanding it. Yeah, yeah. Now it's it's funny about the, really bizarrely enough. Um, just today, I was uh, I was just thinking about uh, weirdly uh, people I know who have died, um, mm. uh, and and um, and it's so difficult to remember the year. It's it's such an odd kind of thing that I think you you can be completely forgiven for um, for for not remembering exactly when it happened because when you yeah. when you remember these things, you remember every little detail about them. But the, it it feels like it's um, kind of uh, separate to your life. It's like a, it's like it's almost um, you know a, 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 an appended. Um, I know to, what you mean. To the rest yeah, of your life from time. That's right. Yeah. So, so you don't yeah. really feel you don't remember when it's happening. Uh, you just remember what's happening, and and um, yeah, it's a it, it's a bizarre sort of thing. So yeah, so, so don't feel bad. Yeah, it's yeah, because I do. Rem- and it's funny too because I remember every detail. Yeah, exactly. Of like yeah. uh, you know the experience finding out, and and he had been sick for quite some time. Right. Right. Um. And and getting the news and going down and mm. having a celebration of life more than a than a funeral, which was the best. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. the yeah. best thing. We did a pub crawl and it, yeah, it was great. Awesome, awesome. it was great. Good, good. That's um, yeah. Well, I mean, each to their own, but that's that's the way I think. That's the way I'll probably want to do it. Hundred <laughs> percent. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay, so um, let's uh, let's take a listen to some music. What I've done uh, while you weren't looking, uh, I've sneakily uh, switched switched around the order of the tracks that we're going to play into the order that they come on the album, to, so we can continue nice. our story through. The, uh, Shadows cast in white is next, and this is the first of the two tracks we're going to listen to. Tell us about it before we play it. Sure. Uh, so Shadows is um, so the the title itself is is sort of um, was an homage a little bit to propaganda mm. um and uh in that and you know just having fun with a play on words yeah um and it was for our our former drummer chris nunn who was the biggest propaganda fan on the planet and uh so i wanted to give him a little bit of a a, a nod um because he was on the album he's the actual drummer on the album um so so Shadows Cast in White is a, and he also uh, wrote the music uh, to the song. Um, right, right. And it is, um, it's bordering on political, but I don't, it, it's sort of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing. Mm, yeah. So it's not supposed to really be political, but it's supposed to make you think that it is. It's more about a true nature of good, the true nature of good and evil, uh, the two sides warring. The, the line in it that is most important is my angels and demons switch roles. Right. Um, that is, that's in the pre-chorus to it. And mm-hmm. so, uh, the idea of, uh, losing, losing paradise. And so paradise meaning the, the, uh, a better way of living in life, um, a more, uh, wondrous and a more, um, humble uh mm. you know look at gazing out at the stars let's say and realizing this infinite space around us is overwhelming yeah. um that kind of living uh is dampened by control mm. and so when we when we put too much control in our lives when we become comfortable and we become sheltered and we let other people make decisions for us we lose that magic that we have inside us that wants to explore anew and that's where the the theme of the the album comes into play is getting rid of the notion that things have to be stable Mm -hmm. and things have to be uh sort of um structured Mm. um all the time and to sort of let go of that and not needing to be destructive with it, 
but allowing yourself to have fun and not sort of look too too much at the seriousness of life. Right, right. Okay. So, um, just um, uh, you mentioned propaganda. Now, I um, <laughs> yep. just to make sure we're on the same page here. Uh, way back in the nineties, there was a, a dance act. I can't remember the name of the act, but I know that part half of a duo was a guy who called himself Propaganda. Are we talking about the same guy? <laughs> I it, don't believe so. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, Propaganda, and I don't know where they're from. Uh, to be honest with you, I I, I got into them later because uh, um, of our drummer, our former drummer, uh, Chris Nunn. He he got me into them. Right. Uh, they're they're sort of they're punk, especially their early stuff is super punk. But they they're a bit more proggy, prog uh, punk, okay. bit of hardcore. They're yeah. certainly not light. They're no. they're definitely a bit heavier. But they're um, I, I wouldn't even know what to classify them as. I don't know like the the endless list of uh, of subgenres. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah. you know what I mean. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's there's somewhere in there in the uh, punk vibe. Okay, I will do a little bit of googling later. It might be the They're same excellent. guy. It might be the same guy. You know, people switch their <laughs> allegiances musically, and yeah. So so I'm intrigued now. So yeah, we'll have to. I'll do a bit of digging there. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, but anyway, let's take a listen to uh, to the track uh, "Shadows Cast in White" uh, from "The Fallen Pillars" by As We Suffer.
as we suffer and shadows cast in white. Matt Coldwell's still with me. Uh, Matt, so um, just um, yes, just uh, <laughs> take us through then. Um, there's uh, the final two tracks on the album. Concrete Fist is next. So Concrete Fist um, is uh, one of my favorites uh, just in terms of feel. So it's groove. This is very much a groove metal track. And I wrote it... Um, listening to a lot of devil driver so that that sort of gives it the the background in terms of musically how it was constructed but um uh and devil driver being one of my absolute favorite bands so the the theme of concrete fist it sort of mirrors um sort of the 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 caustic paradigm um sensibilities except that being technically before it in terms of the story, it's looking at things instead of wanting to uh, have sort of a healthy understanding of where we come from and and uh, sort of <sighs> hesitate to say evils, but um, definitely the the more destructive nature of man. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of focusing on on you know, a healthier view of that mm-hmm. this is tear it the fuck down yep. this is take everything down scorched earth um and it's sort of a play on the idea of the hand of god mm. the concrete fist it's the the fist coming from the sky and just crushing the entirety instead of focusing on what is true and gently tapping a pillar until it falls over this <laughs> is <laughs> smash it all down. This is the sledgehammer that you were talking this about. This is the sledgehammer. Right, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Nice. And that's sort of, that's sort of the idea behind it without getting into like all the specifics of the lyrics, but yeah. Okay, we, we, we're going to listen to that in a sec, but let's keep the momentum going. The Fallen Pillars sure. is the title track of the album. It's the final track. Tell us how it concludes. The Fallen Pillars is... The reason that the album ends on that note is because it's the explanation of the entirety of the album. So in terms of the whole theme of it, if you go through it, um, uh, some of the lines in it, pillars crack, the truth revealed, veneers unmask, or something like that, um, where you're, you're basically stripping the veneer from everything and you are, at this point, you are, um, uh, you found your way of finding truth. Mm. So, so while I don't use the, the pillar uh, visual in my head to see if something's true or not, I don't, mm. I don't do it that way. Uh, it's just as a metaphor, I feel it works where you're stripping away at, at ideas that come into your head and you're less of a fool now because you're actually testing your ideas. You're actually putting them instead of, immediately reacting with emotion, anger, sadness, um, devastation, instead of just immediately reacting to these things. Mm -hmm. Okay. You are taking the time to, to whittle them down and see what is actually true within you, within society, blah, 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 blah. And really in the end, that statement of, of, of the final track on the album, um, the, the the conclusion is to say something is going to change. And again, that's why it's the last track is because the idea was, um, so, so Derek, uh, Derek Roblin, who, who is one of the guitarists in the band, he wrote that one. Right. Um, he initially, he, he came up with the, the, um, the feel of it on uh, the music of it. And he, uh, he was new to the band at the time. And so it was a different sound for us. And I wanted that. And I, and I, and I really, I wanted to make a statement and say, towards the end of this album, now we have this completely, cause it, it's very, I wouldn't say it's in complete stark contrast mm. to the rest of the album, but it is different. Um, it's, it's a longer track. It has a different sort of feel to it. Um, a lot of clean vocals in it. And, and so I wanted to be a statement like carrying it into 
album two. Um, and and so that's where the the fallen pillars comes from. That's awesome. We're going to talk about album two in just a second, but first let's uh, jump back and hear Concrete Fist. This is uh, from the Fallen Pillars, their debut album, As We Suffer, and Concrete Fist. As we suffer on concrete fist, Matt. So uh, you alluded earlier, um, just before we played that track, uh, to uh, your next album. Uh, can you mm-hmm. tell us more? Yeah, yeah, I would love to. Uh, so album two is being recorded right now. Cool. Um, and uh, so we're we're quite a ways into it actually. It's uh, also eleven tracks, um, and there's a reason for that. Um, I'm not going to get too too detailed with a lot of it because you know part of the fun is discovering it but i'll give some easter eggs and what have you for it so one of the things i really love um about album two is the the theme from album one of the fool this character is carrying into album two and the character in album two uh, has now turned into the heretic. And so this album is focused on that journey, and it's a very different beast because we have different members in the band now, uh, and and um, uh, a unique musical vision. Now, it's still keeping with some of the hardcore punk influence, but it's morphed and it's it's sort of capitalizing more on the the metalcore and death aspects of it and it's it's and it's a a much darker album Mm. much heavier album um much more aggressive album it takes itself seriously and that's the point because of the 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 character of the heretic Mm -hmm. and uh so yeah so it's 
like I said, it's 11 tracks, um, and it also follows the first song is the end of the story, second song begins it. Right. And right. I'm doing that very specifically. So it is also a concept album all the way through. Um, and we have, uh, so a lot of the tracks are written um, by Derek uh, Roblin and Rob Bell, and mm -hmm. also our bassist, uh, Ryan Caldwell, wrote a couple of the tracks uh, on it. Is Ryan, and you mentioned Ryan earlier. Is he a relation? He is, yes. He's my cousin. Ah, cool. Yeah. So he and, and uh, we are the remaining founding members from from uh, all those years ago now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so and then uh, and so our, our drummer now, so who we've been working with um, for a while is Tim, and he is an absolute monster. He is so good. Excellent. And uh, it, you're, there's going to be a fairly substantial tonal shift from from album one uh, to album two. Okay, cool. So instead of well, instead of the fool and the sort of um, the uh, uh, the uh, I don't know the playfulness yeah. um, of the fool, we now have the heretic, and I can see how things are going to get uh, get a little darker there. And yes. uh, would you? Um, so, I mean, I'm guessing here, um, sure. but it's you know it's the difficult second album. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. But you don't sound to be uh, you don't seem to be having too much difficulty with it. But because um, the you know the nature of the second album is that uh, you know you release the first one uh, and you have kind of your entire life to write the first album and then you have a couple of years to write the second one. Um, so yes. is uh, would you do you think there's perhaps going to be a, a little. Um, less variation in the sound? Do you think it's going to be more concentrated? Um, not in this case. Mm -hmm. I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, we, and, you know, I might be biased here, but we <laughs> don't, we didn't really uh, deal with that. Um, now, we will have songs that are are intentionally going with a certain feel but we i i think they're all pretty unique in, in their uh in their writing um rob bell who who is an absolute metalhead um so we had jay yokum on on album one and uh uh he was fantastic he did uh some great tracks on album one and he wrote he wrote a bunch of it, and his his writing style was um, quite a lot of the time quite fast and quite um, quite a melodic. Mm -hmm. And uh, but in in this case with Rob, because uh, uh, Jay left the band, um, he's he wanted to do family life and all that, mm -hmm. and uh, and we love him, and you know no no bad blood there. Um, but Rob joined and after that, and it was the perfect timing for the style we wanted for album two. It all sort of worked out. And his, his vision for, for uh, these songs and, uh, and, you know, I discussed this with him because I, I have a story that I'm writing, right? Mm -hmm. And so for him, he, he took that and, and, and just nailed it immediately, immediately. And it just, it's because, so a lot of what Rob writes is very heavy, very fast, um, still melodic, still has melodic tones and, and what have you, but has a far darker edge to it. And Derek, having only written uh, one song in its entirety on album one, just because of when he joined, mm -hmm. um, gets to s spread his wings a little bit more yeah. uh, and has more tracks on the album and brings a lot of that melodic and what he does so so expertly um, is this, uh, and I again I don't want to spoil too much musically about it, but it's this he he's he's amazing at these beautiful breakdowns in in songs and is uh, very unique uh, contrast to what Rob's doing. And again, this is by design. Um, and then Ryan's he just comes in sledgehammer swinging, and <laughs> it, they're just. They are so fun. The the tracks that Ryan wrote on it, they're just they're they're batshit. They're great. So, so, so sorry, sorry, go sorry. ahead. 
Uh, well, uh, what I was going to say is, uh, you, uh, you kind of um, when you're talking about the, the writing duties, you 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 do refer to yourself. You say, "I I did this, I did that," but also it sounds like there's, um, I, I, I don't know, the picture I'm building here is is n- not so much a uh, a collaborative effort, but more mm. uh, as a kind of meeting of minds, I suppose. Really, um, you all seem to bring. Um, it's like jigsaw pieces. It sounds like you know you all yes. you, you've all got jigsaw pieces, and they're all different shapes, but they all fit together beautifully. Yeah, that it, it's funny you bring that up because that's that's exactly how I see it too. So <laughs> it's not, um, and and I learned this with 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 doing album one, um, and and seeing how it was shaping up and how it was like, you know, Jay would come up with a riff and he'd bring it and he'd be like, okay, here's a track. And, um, and this is sort of how I'm seeing it. And then Ryan would bring a track that he he wrote sort of on bass, but he would play it on guitar and just give us an idea. And and even Chris coming in, um, uh, and he would come up with these really interesting sort of proggy riffs and, and songs, and then we just all add to it. Opposed to like a collaborative, like you said, sitting down and writing these things out. Yeah, we would. I would ju- like. I would call Rob up uh, for album two, and I'd be like, uh, "Oh, I'm looking for this sound for this part of the story. Can you do this?" And he's like, "I'm on it." <laughs> and he comes back <laughs> and delivers just a monster of a track. And same with the other guys. Like it's it 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 worked so well. And I think mm. I, I think part of it. Um, is we're all very, we're all very independent people and we're all, uh, um, yeah, like we're, we're individuals at our core. And, uh, I, I sort of prefer that because when you hear the sound and how the story works, um, throughout album two, you'll hear the contrast and where the story goes through the music. And because it was largely written each song by one person bringing at least the, a chunk of the track to the group. It, it, it has a more, uh, it has an identity. Okay. Um, well that, yeah, that, that kind of, um, yeah, that, that, that all pieces together beautifully as, uh, as we were, we were just, uh, just talking about because, um, uh, the, well, okay. So, uh, I've got two questions. I'm probably going to forget. Whichever one I ask first, I'll probably forget the second one. But the, <laughs> uh, the first one is: it, it can't be. It can't be. Uh, you know. Um, uh, uh, you know, sunshine and rainbows the whole time. When you have sure. a row and disagreements, who's the peacemaker in the band? That's a really good question, and one I had not <laughs> thought of. Um, I think we all are. Um, I think we we've ha- we butted heads here and there i mean it's been minor like it we don't fight mm. um i i don't think you know we've had arguments here and there there's never like raising a voice and it, there's never been <laughs> certainly never been a physical altercation yeah. um we i think we we communicate very well I think we're all mature enough to, if there's an issue, we sit on it first. We don't immediately uh, rush into dealing with it. And I, I think a lot of that, you know, we've also grown as a band over the years where there may have been a couple of incidents that could have been avoided earlier on had we had the maturity and blah, blah, blah. And now is this this um, uh, iteration uh, with the members we have now, it's it feels very smooth, and we all have our quirks and quirks and all that. And it, occasionally, like I said, we'll have like a disagreement, mm-hmm. um, and largely it has to do with again being individuals and having different visions. Um, I'm largely uh, responsible for sort of like the artistic flow of it and where the story goes, since I'm doing all the lyrics. Oh, okay. Um, so I do all that vocals and lyrics I focus on mm-hmm. and, and make sure. Cause like when you have guys writing as good a tracks as these, I don't even need to step into that arena, yeah. like let them do their thing. They're amazing. Um, but honestly, like the, the, I guess overall, I'd say 
we all sort of deal with it as issues come up in a respectful, understanding way. I've like if if we've had a, a minor spat here and there, like I've literally invited like a member over to my place. We sit down, we have a beer or wine in my case, and we just chat it up and yeah. we just air it all out and we deal with it. That's it. That's good. That's it. I mean, some bands, uh, you know, thrive off, off that friction. Um, oh God, no. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I couldn't but, stand that. I no, no. I, 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 and I, I don't blame you. I don't think those bands are together. I mean, uh, look at people like the Sex Pistols, for example. They're the ones that spring Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But, but yeah, they don't, they're not together very long, but they, you know, they, they burn bright and, and for a short time. But, but, yes. um, uh, so, uh, I mean, you mentioned that you, you know, you did the lyrics, you're responsible for the sort of storytelling side of it. Yes. Um, the other question I was going to ask about the, the, you know, the way the band functions is, um, is there a kind of, is there a conductor, you know, who, who does, uh, who, who sort of pulls everything together? Um, or does it, do, you know, do you just sort of rely on those jigsaw pieces all slotting into place? No, I guess, I guess I would be that. Um, though, again... I don't involve myself too much other than sort of giving a rough guideline of what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. It's not it, like I don't tell and, and really I know what our guys can write. Like I know, I know Derek's strengths versus Rob's strengths versus Ryan's strengths. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, um, and, and, and I'll throw Tim in here too and say, I have absolutely no worries about that guy. Whatever you throw at him, he's going to kill it. Like he's, yeah, yeah. you know, he's damn good. Um, but the thing is like, in terms of the writing, it just overall structure and orchestrating it, I mm -hmm. suppose that would be me, but that's only because of the vision of the story. Yeah. So yeah. I, and, and I know vocally what I can do. I know lyrically where, where I'm going with it. So I need the music to match it. And that's the only reason I, my my small involvement that I have in that regard at this point, I had more of an involvement in, in album one, but the small involvement I have in album two in terms of like the structure of the songs, it's just in keeping with the vision of the the art the artistic side of it, where um, or the story side of it. I mean, it's all art, right? But the the um, the thematic. Mm. element of it i guess i would be sort of that okay uh, so the, the hat i wear i should say yeah cool uh, you know that that, it, that was the impression i got but you know i didn't want to sort of walk away and go well i know the answer to that question because uh, without, without <laughs> sure. asking it first um yeah. so so uh two uh two uh, things i really got to squeeze you on this um do you have a sure. name for the next album and is there a release date <laughs> um there is a name for for the next album um so so i'll, I'll answer the second question first <laughs> okay. um so uh it's it's uh going to be released next year okay um and uh it, it you know we're still in the recording process um we still have mixing and mastering and i, I still haven't even done the vocals yet so it's right. we're we're a few months away from it being completed in that regard but mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of everything else, yeah, it'll be next. It'll be next year, or probably. You know, I hate to to throw a date out there, so I'll say within the first half is okay, what yeah, we're that's, planning. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, we're that's planning. Good. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, in terms of the title of the album, um, I'm gonna keep that under wraps for now. No. Um, <laughs> uh, just because. Um, it, you know the, these things. I doubt it's subject to change, but it might be. Yeah, of course. And I don't yeah, want yeah. to to throw anything out there in a concrete fashion um, until I've. But uh, I would be happy to break that name to you later when we <laughs> when I'm ready to. If you'd we'll like. talk again, then yeah, 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 when, yeah. The, when, when the album's out or the, when the album's on its way, I hope. And, uh, we'll, absolutely, we'll ca absolutely, catch up again then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd be down with that. A preview. Listen. Um, uh, so just a couple of. Um, Final questions for you. Uh, are you touring? Um, you, you, I know you're gigging locally and have been gigging locally for years, but um, is there any any news of a tour on the horizon? Um, we don't have a tour uh, planned at the moment because so what happened was we 
we hit the stage for about a year and a half, like once, a, once or twice a month, we'd hit the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were doing that very consistently. And I just, when we started recording and, and everything, it's like, okay, let's take a break from hitting the stage. Mm-hmm. So our last show that we did was April 1st. Um, and since then it's been, I'm focusing on, on the art, uh, the, the getting that commissioned, um, finishing up the lyrics and get and everybody getting in the studio and doing their parts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so we took a hiatus. Our next show is July 29th at, uh, the Brass Monkey for, uh, Panda Fest, right. which is a, a, a festival that we do here in Ottawa that is just fantastic um it's it's so much fun it's all local acts or at least mostly local um uh sometimes we he'll uh so brad lake is the one who puts this on and and from pandemonium promotions and he he'll bring in people from from uh like hamilton or toronto or montreal there's a couple people from montreal on this bill like dead velvet who are just batshit. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so it's a, it's a great, great little festival. So we're doing that, um, next, next month. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that, that leads nicely, um, into my final question. Who should we be listening to? I will give you a few. Um, <laughs> so yeah, as I it, mentioned, dead it. velvet for sure. They're, yeah. they're phenomenal. Um, uh, a few people that uh, that we've worked with who are just incredible artists and 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 have unique sounds. Um, I would say um, Sovereign Council. Uh, if you love the sort of heavy but with the the melody, um, we have Scar for the Wicked, uh, who who are a fairly big mainstay in Ottawa. Um, and Feet After Midnight which we've played countless shows with them uh, and they've got like that kind of deftones early deftones kind of vibe to mm-hmm. them um i'll give a shout out to uh, nature pleads revenge now they're fairly new but they're <laughs> they're very good and uh and uh, harvested our boys and harvested are just uh are just murdering out there that's awesome. Uh, I mean, this is this is uh, so important um, that uh, that you know uh, we can hear first uh, who's on the underground scene in, in you know in the in your neck of the woods, as it were. Um, yeah. And so I you know I really value you uh, giving us all those names. I'm certainly going to be checking them out on um, uh, <laughs> on socials and, and 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 elsewhere uh, to to see how that's going. Um, just uh, Brass Monkey, remind us where that is. So that is uh, in Ottawa. Um, off of Green Bank Road near Hunt Club, and uh, <laughs> anybody who's in the area, you've got to check out Panda Fest. It's uh, the July twenty eighth and 29th, I believe. So the Friday and the Saturday, and it's just a barrage of bands. Awesome. They're just yeah, all local, and they're just pretty much all local, and they're just fantastic. I wish I could be there, but sadly, um, it's rather too short notice for me to make it to Ottawa from, from Manchester. It's a bit of a trip for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is a, it is a little way, but but I, I mean, it's uh, it's really important that if you if if you know where Matt is talking about, you should go. Um, you know, uh, if you know the area, if you if you're nearby, if you can make it, then then go. Yeah, we got a lot of uh, uh, or a bunch of songs from album two that we're playing, so it's uh, it's going to be a fun one. Oh, well, I'd love to say that you heard it first on Pomona Rocks, but you're going to hear it first at PandaFest. <laughs> <laughs> but not to worry, we'll, we'll catch up again. It's been awesome talking to you, Matt. Thanks so much for your time, uh, and thank you for joining me on Pomona Rocks. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. And also, I just wanted to give a shout-out um, to Dark Moon uh, Productions, who, who recorded album one and who's recording album two. Uh, they've been amazing. And quite specifically, Joe Lyko, who's the owner. Um, he he's just done absolutely amazing work on this, and uh, um, album two is just going to decimate. 
Don't forget The Fallen Pillars is available to buy now on Wormhole Death. Full details, including links, are on the show page for this edition, which you can find by going to pomona.rocks and searching for As We Suffer. My thanks again to Matt Coldwell of As We Suffer for taking the time to talk to me. Until next time, I've been The Real Rob Taylor. This is Pomona Rocks. Thank you for listening. The Real Rob Taylor on Pomona Rocks. This has been a Reads More production for Pomona Rocks. Everything you hear on Pomona Rocks is protected by copyright. All tracks played are included with the express permission of the copyright holders. All rights reserved.